Welcome to Once Removed. Welcome. Hope everybody's doing well. Connor, how are you on this bright, sunny day? I am good. I'm very good. I am uh, riding high here. <laughs> All righty. No, I'm, yeah. uh, What's in yeah, that orange I've, juice? I've, what? What's in that orange juice? That's what I'm wondering. Oranges and juice. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, um, basically, my rehearsal process for the new show I'm in, not new show, it's, it's just a show I'm in, uh, is starting this Tuesday, and then I've just booked something else right after it, so I'm, I'm really good. I'm in a good spot right now. Heck yeah. An actor having work. That's Right? Uh, you it's don't hear that crazy. every day. It's pretty no, awesome. No, you don't. You certainly do not. Pretty freaking <laughs> Sorry, cool. Well, you Mike asked me. There. Sorry. Yeah, yeah man. And what have you to, been up to, Vince? What's going on with you? Just working a lot. And to uh, our listeners who were expecting an episode last week, sorry. Uh, life got in the way, you guys. Life got in the way. Uh, it happens. Definitely, yes. You know, shows go through a crunch period or crunch periods, and you get a lot of work to do, which is pretty fun and rewarding, but, you know, it meant that we had to do the podcast this week. Uh, but it's actually, it, it, things have been good, and I've been really excited to do this episode for a while. Uh, I know you have. I, I'm so audience, excited. Vince has been excited about this. Uh, if you guys so remember. what are we talking about today, Vince? We're talking about the movies from 2022. Um, it, yeah, and if you guys remember, earlier on I had said that I'd probably seen 60, around 60 films that came out last year, and Connor, you know, uh, characteristically doesn't go to the movies as often. <laughs> and so I was just like aching to so talk I to you about these. Haven't seen sixty <laughs> movies this year. <laughs> but thankfully the Oscars were rolling around and you were yeah. you were down to go like, hey, I'm gonna watch almost all the best pictures. I'm gonna watch yeah. some of these movies that we're talking about, like people are talking about, so that we mm-hmm. can actually talk about them finally and and go over yeah. them and share our thoughts. So I th- feel like I've probably shared my thoughts on a lot of these films. Uh, randomly throughout different episodes and yeah. I'm so I'm just excited to hear what you think of them and then to actually be able to talk about them just for fun because we yeah. we haven't really we haven't spoken about them yet and yeah we, we really have movies haven't. there's some good absolutely movies there's some I just yeah I, so spoiler for me I still haven't seen all the Oscar wins I've seen uh, like the winners I know that sounds terrible but like I've seen ones that won and then I just missed some of the others and some of them I really want to see I just haven't been able to squeeze them in to my very tight schedule obviously because uh, he's an actor <laughs> he's a working actor. actor you guys yeah that's so it's such a busy life I live um, no but uh, the ones I have seen I'm very impressed with I'm very I have opinions on them uh, so let's get going, Vince. Yeah. What is the what's the movie that we have wanted to talk about? You have wanted to talk about. Yeah. Oh God. Since you it know, came out, I know what the answer down. is. Yeah. I mean, to break it down, it's the film that swept the Oscars this year, and it rightfully so. It deserved to sweep the Oscars, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once uh, is yep. definitely one of the movies. Uh, before we talk about it, though, I just wanted to break down real quick. The Best Picture winners uh, nominees this year were that film. Uh, there was Tar, Banshees of Inisherin, All Quiet on the Western Front, Top Gun Maverick, Avatar, Way of Water, Women Talking, uh, Elvis, and then I feel like I'm missing the something. Whale. I don't think The Whale got nominated for Best Picture. I think it did. Let me see. I have it right here. 
I think it was uh, just an actor's nom, similar to After Sun, which is another film. I, I don't know if you got the chance to watch that one. That's one I've been dying to talk about. Where's uh, the best picture? I have... <laughs> It was a lot this year. And, uh, the fact there that were, like, there Top were like Gun nine. and Avatar got nominated, and uh, it was that was cool to see that to, to see popular films actually get in. the Fablemans. The, the Fablemans, Fablemans. Thank you. Yes, that was the That's last it. one. It's it not the whale. It's the Fablemans. The Fablemans. Yes. Yeah. Which okay. I'll I'll be real about the whale because I've seen it very recently. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna agree. I don't think it deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. I think Brendan Fraser deserved the win, but I don't think that movie in itself was all that, you know, uh, amazing in the same sense that everything everywhere all at once was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally hear you. And knowing that it was based off a play, it felt very yeah. much so just like a play put on film. And yes, it was yeah, still it good, but amazing. overall as a film, it's like that maybe isn't the best you know, picture nominee. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. it didn't quite get there. But I also yeah. think that, like you said, Brendan Fraser winning was really cool to see. And that performance was pretty killer. So, yeah. And I'll, um, you know, I'll be real. Whenever I, with Brendan Fraser, especially, you know, his comeback was something that we all wanted to see so bad. He's such a, he seems like such a great person. And to have all this bad stuff happen to him that, we could go, you know, more in depth, but we won't. Everyone knows the story at this point. I was like, okay, did he win because we wanted to see him win that bad? Or did he win because it was the best performance of the year? I was going mm. into it kind of skeptical. Like, did he just, was it handed to him? And I left that movie going, no, he, that was, that was a brilliant right. performance. It was like, you don't realize he was that good of an actor. Because he hit all of his The Mummy and whatever other movies he got famous for. Looney Tunes back in action, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. That was me and Vince's favorite movie as a I kid. It really was. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know. Yeah, I we, agree with you. He definitely... I, I, was, I was scared that he was being handed the Oscar because we felt like he deserved it. Or we felt like it would have been good to see rather than he deserved it. And... I believe now after seeing it that he deserved it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side of that, I am so glad that not only did everything everywhere win best picture, best director, best Mm -hmm. screenplay, uh, you know, so many other things across the board, uh, best editing. That was actually a a really nice surprise to see that as well. Yeah, it was. Um, But the acting, the performances that it won for, uh, that movie came out in like april i want to say it was early april um and i was not expecting anything i'd maybe seen the trailer once and i was just starting to watch movies very consistently in the theater at the beginning of last year because i was working at amc i just or i just quit my job at amc theaters or something like that and i just went into some tiny little art house theater alone in the middle of the day on a weekend to catch this movie not expecting anything yeah. And I'm just, I just get to like two thirds of the movie and I'm just like crying alone mm-hmm. in this theater because the movie's so moving and powerful. And then I drive home, no music, let it sink in. And I go back and watch that film two more times in the theaters with other people to show them. Yeah. And throughout the entire year, it always stayed the top experience that I had in mm. the theaters and the best film. It's like no other film came close to knocking it off for me in any sort of way. So, 
I love that movie. Um, yeah. That's that I, was kind of my take the whole time. I remember that when when it came out, and I watched it very late, and I'm I really regret it because I didn't get to see it in theaters because I need to just go see movies. Um, so basically, Vince saw it, and immediately I was I know I was one of the first people you texted. You were like, "Holy shit, Connor! You need to see this movie. It's so good." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then it was good, <laughs> and I when I finally saw it for the first time. I I watched it and what I took away from the movie, I don't think I was a bunch of like a crying mess. It was very powerful and like the message that it was sending about family and this very real story in in between this crazy story was very moving. And but I was halfway through this movie and I loved it. And I couldn't explain why I loved it. I was like, it's so good, but I do not know why. It's kind of dumb. Like when you, if yeah. I told you the plot of it, you'd go, okay, like that sounds dumb. The hot dog fingers and shit. It's like, it's weird. But I think I was watching the movie and it hit me. I was like, this is exactly what the directors were trying to do. This is a movie that as I'm watching it is exactly what the directors wanted. Exactly what the editors wanted. Every, it, the entire message that they wanted to send came across perfectly i believe that the movie that they wanted to make was made which is very rare that is very rare for movies and plays for anything to find something that like you just feel like the artist nailed it they nailed it this is exactly how this should have been told and i will say watching it i was very impressed with the direction of it i noticed those things now it's like Oh, that that was really good, and the editing was great. The visual effects were great, and the the fact that it was a six person team who That's learned insane. visual effects for the movie was even crazier. It just shows you how how I say how easy it is to make a film nowadays. That's not what I mean, but it is. It's so much easier to sit down and make a good film. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. And this is just that that example the i uh, i loved it i loved it but i know multiple people and they're a little older but whatever who didn't they didn't get it at all and it was my parents and uh my cousin my other cousin and i didn't talk to him but i talked to my parents and they were like it was just i, I didn't get it they were like i loved the story i loved the family but the hot dog fingers and the they turn into rocks. They were like, I was just so just rolling my eyes. And they were mm. like, is that they said, okay, everyone is freaking out about this movie. Is it a generational thing? Why do people really love this movie and stand by that it is amazing? And I do. I stand by it. But they genuinely just don't like it. It's not that they hate it. They just they just don't get it. What do you think that is? It's good. I don't know. I, I think the the point that the film's making with life can get as crazy as, you know, having hot dogs for fingers or being rocks and you can't make heads or tails of anything, but it's still worth living. Uh, it's still, you know, worth fighting for and not getting defeated by all that craziness and chaos. I feel like the things that are, that are in the film that would make somebody lose that thread are the exact sort of things that they're trying to illustrate the point with the hot dog fingers, the, yeah. the rocks. They're all these different crazy things coming at you to illustrate how insane it would be 
to be in that situation and to not have your bearings at all on what yeah. life is, where you are in the multiverse. Uh, and the only thing even possibly anchoring you to any of it is family members, people you love, and a positive, hopeful outlook on all of it in spite of all that. And that's sort of what I took away from the film. And so even, you know, not being on board with all the, the craziness that's happening or not really picking up on the references or, or maybe, you know, somebody's not, maybe somebody wouldn't get the Rakakuni reference if they hadn't that, seen Ratatouille, that, you that know? That was so funny. Right, and that <laughs> stuff that stuff landed across the board for me and I'm sure, yeah. I mean, hearing like it did for you as well, all my friends, like all the people mm-hmm. who are in our age range, like it, that film killed for just about everybody. Like I, I, I've scarcely like met a person who said, Oh, I didn't like it or it didn't resonate for me. Except like you're saying, maybe there maybe there is something to the generational thing or just certain people who aren't picking up on their references or connecting with that as much, getting getting like kind of not lost in that because they still get the point of the film, but that is a big part of the film. And so for so much of the film to not really be resonating with them yeah. until you get to the end, until you do the family stuff, I can see where people would be like, yeah. I don't know. I get it. It just wasn't for me. I, yeah. I get that. But um, yeah. it just felt so authentic. Like the Daniels seem like such genuine people in every sort of interview and, and event that they're in. And it just you feel that in the film. Like the, the subject matter could not be more serious at its core. Like it's literally life or death mm-hmm. with a mother and a daughter. And it's like, you know, it's very serious. But the film never really takes itself seriously. But it does. It does. uh it does allow that to like the emotions to land still. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, and you're right. Going back, it's like, I get it. If you don't vibe with one thing that they rack a is that what they called it? Yeah. And, uh, or the hot dog fingers or whatever. It, it is a large part. And that was another thing I remember because most movies I bet would in this multiverse world, would show the hot dog fingers for one scene, and that would be it. Show Rakakuni for one bit, and it's a gag. That's all it is, which is funny, and I think that's the thing, why it maybe people liked it less, but also impacted others more, is because it took those gags, those just funny sight gags, and spun them to mean something and make you feel something. Like, the hot dog fingers... You're like, oh, haha, ha. oh, and she's dating Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my god! And then by the end, you're like, they can be together. Like, why can't yeah. they be together? Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. And the Rakakuni is so sweet. It's like they've taken, they've spun the whole, they've spun movies on its head by just making this, making something so proudly weird and proudly different that. It, I think watching that movie, I was like, movies aren't going to be the same after this one. Not that it's, I don't think it's going to get worse. I think people are going to see this and go, okay, we can do anything. Let's experiment. Let's try something new. And I'm really excited for what's to come because of everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing in my head to compare it to. That's yeah. another thing that I respect so much about the movie. It's just, it's, it's about as original as it gets. Absolutely. It really Absolutely. is. Um, and yeah, it's and funny because it's kind of like at, at the same time as it's picking up sort of on the multiverse trend in movies, it's also at the beginning of that as a thing. 
you know, bouncing off like the Marvel movies that are doing that. But yeah, it's doing it in, in just such a clear cut, original artistic way that it's, you know, it's just goes beyond anything, anything else out there. It's insane. Totally. And I think other than Marvel, it's the first movie to like touch on the multiverse idea because it's something at least I've thought about. I feel like we've all thought about, you know, we've all heard it. The universe is so big that there is a parallel universe where you have made one different decision and it affects your life completely differently. Yeah. Or everything is the same and then I didn't click this pen. I didn't do that. And how does that affect? It's kind of butterfly effect. And we've all thought it. What would happen? Oh, what's that? But you, you just think yeah. about it. And for this movie to take that and make an action movie... It's an action movie. It's a really cool action movie. But also, don't be a traditional action movie. In the sense that I remember when the trailers dropped, I was like, oh, a a middle-aged Asian woman is the star of this action movie. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. How can you do that? And then I watched it, and I was like, that was even better than I thought it was going to be. Totally. Because it was just so real, what they did. And, uh, man, the parallel universe, it could be so basic. It could be so, like, you tap into other universes and learn how to fight. Like, that's what it could have been. And that's what I thought it was. But it was something so much more than that. It was that. It had this cool action bit that can draw people in. But then you watch the movie and you stay watching the movie because of everything else. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Even though, even though it still completely delivers on that, like I'm thinking about the mm-hmm. action scene yep. right away, where Wayman's fighting with the, uh, with the fanny pack and yanking somebody mm-hmm. down by the nose, and that that choreographed is so cool, it's so yeah. insane. Michelle Yeoh winning Best Actress, and uh, I mean I know the Os- the Oscars don't really matter. Yeah, they don't really as, matter, but as, a, as they want to, but. Um, it's still really freaking cool that it she is won very it, cool. and she she deserved it obviously. It's, but it's just it's just so cool to see. I mean, and yeah. the fact that at the beginning uh, she was addressed, she was approached with the film. Uh, the Daniels wanted to make the character named Michelle, like they wanted it to be her, and her mm. thing was, "I'll do it," but this character is getting her own name, her own story, because that's not me. Like I, I, this is a different character. Uh, yeah. And just having that say in your character's development is really cool, too, I think. Mm-hmm. I also remember when I watched it, uh, Ki Hu Kwan, is that how you say his name? Uh, you know what? I'm not, I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name, but... I, I, I believe it's Ki. So, um, yeah. he, when I started watching the movie, and I'd heard everything like, oh, once again, him and Brendan Fraser kind of had this comeback because he was short round and he was in the Goonies and you're like, you love this kid and now he's a middle-aged man and you're like, oh... And then for me, I watched it after it won everything. So I was like, okay, he won Best Supporting Actor. Let's see it. Because Supporting Actor in the industry, and this is something interesting, getting Supporting Actor is almost better than getting Leading Actor. Because the Leading Actor, it's written to be the best part. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the Supporting Actor can go a little crazier. That's where you see all the, the bold choices or the... The more interesting character, I think Heath Ledger's Joker is the perfect example. That's a supporting character that took over that movie. So when you when you do that to a movie, that is 
better than winning the leading Oscar. Not to put Brendan Fraser down. Obviously, his performance was amazing. And in a performance like that, it's different again. But for him, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's he's okay." Like in the beginning, I was like, yeah, he's that's what he acts like in interviews. Okay. And then when the switch happened and he like changed bodies, I literally first scene, I was like, holy shit, he is a good actor. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, that dude is a good actor. He nailed it. Yeah. In this that's, sequence, yeah. In the sequence that's kind of referencing in the mood for love, uh, you, yeah. you know the sequence I'm talking about? And they're in the alleyway talking. That is the, such a good His scene. whole, oh my God. That's the one that broke me in the theater. Yeah. The first time I watched it. When we got to that scene, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hang. That was, that was really moving. Mm-hmm. It, it was it it's very it's very powerful just a great movie and also with the idea of these multiple universes to have <laughs> to have multiple storylines at once that all of them get you emotional yeah is like wow man yeah. and stephanie sue as the as the yeah. daughter like absolutely kills it she has mm-hmm. to be both the the person that you're rooting for the most in the family dynamic, but also the villain of the story at the same time. Yeah. I, that's just kind of rare. I can't totally. think of another part like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, like, it's so cool. It is. Cause when you watch it, I remember watching it being like, you know, the first couple of scenes when everything is normal, I was watching that character going, I have so many friends like that. I'm like that. Like that's who I connect yeah. to. Yeah. That right. is the person you connect to. And then right. for her to be the villain, it was such a twist. I saw it coming. Like it happened. They were like yeah. the the what is it called? Joe Butapaki. Yes, I was. Yeah. They, yeah, I was like, oh, it's the daughter. Like, duh, it's gonna be the daughter. And yeah. but it still that wasn't the point. They gave away that it was her, right? And right. then it just and then the story was so much more after that. We could. I feel like we could gush about this movie forever. Yeah, totally. So totally. let's move on. I agree. This. Uh, I think. I'm so our, glad you saw it and loved it. Yes, just, I, that just makes me happy. I think it deserves all of the Oscars it won, genuinely. And with against the other movies, I I I believe it deserves it. Very, so, very genuinely. So Connor, what of the other best pictures and other films that might have been in kind of like the conversation of the Oscars or just films of the year did you see? Because I actually have no idea. I, I know maybe a couple, but I don't know. I what saw seen. uh Banshees of an Inner Sharon. Okay. Uh, which I do want to talk about. Oh, absolutely. We're going to talk about all these. Oh. Great. And oh, then sure. uh, I saw Elvis. I saw Elvis when it came out. I saw that one in theaters. We did. T- we talked about that. On we the talked about Elvis. Like, so maybe we, we don't. We maybe can, we can we follow can, up. But Yeah, we can do a recap. But um, And then I saw Women Talking. And I saw Everything Everywhere All At Once. Let me look at the list here. I really might, like, really might, <laughs> my... Uh, the movie I want to see super bad that I haven't is The Fablements. I really okay. want to see that movie, okay. and I have not. Uh, did you get so, a chance to see like Top Gun? I did. I uh, saw Top Gun. That's you saw the Top other Gun. One. What That's about Avatar? I did not see Avatar. <laughs> I did not see Avatar. I don't know why. I think I was in Vegas when it came out, and we we had gotten the news that the show was closing. And I'm not making excuses. No, I am, fine, but I'm dude. not. And. um I started All Quiet on the Western Front, and I fell asleep 
Sorry, I know that movie is so good, <laughs> but I was so tired. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was so tired. But um, what about regular Tar? Did you see that one? Or? I want. That's another one I want to see. Okay. It goes Fableman's Tar, and then the other ones. Yeah, I, and I, then I'll av- be honest. Yeah, Avatar: The Way of Water doesn't look appealing to me. Like, fair enough, man. In the sense that. Yeah, the first movie was good, but I know that this movie, it just feels like, it's not a cash grab, but I was like, this isn't a movie that people want to see anymore. Yeah. And and when I, I would go see it for the spectacle. That's what I want to see it for. So I want to totally. see it in theaters if it's still out in theaters. Yeah, I don't know I if it is. Go, dang. I want to go see it in theaters, and apparently it's best to watch it in 3D. Like, it's one of those. So I want to but i when it got nominated for everything i was like there's no way it's gonna win it better win best visual effects it's a shoe yeah, right. it has to it'd be rude if they, it didn't <laughs> it'd like, be sad if it didn't because following visual <laughs> effects like that movie it really james cameron is changing visual effects with the movies he's making and yeah, pushing weta. Us yep what is the major vendor on, on avatar they're yeah they're the ones who did uh, lord of the rings and mm-hmm. based out of new zealand they, yeah, they're they're top dog. Honestly, they're 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 the guys. They were Lord of the Rings was the best visual effects ever when it came out, and they're still making the best visual effects. Yeah, cutting edge. Yeah, very cutting yeah. edge. And I but, think, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, continue. What no, no, saying? no. I was just so did um, so then you you said you saw Nope as well. That was one. I did that see was nope. one that I'm a little bummed. Kind of didn't really get any attention. Uh, yeah, but, at but least then, in like, did it? get nominated for like sound design because i remember the sound design think, being really good in that movie i think it i know that's gotten, so weird no yeah it really was uh it might have been for that and the batman and the batman got some nods the batman that was batman good. got makeup i think he okay go, going to banshees of inner sharon uh i think colin farrell should have been nominated for best supporting actor as the penguin rather yeah. than the lead in banshees <laughs> yeah. of inner sharon that movie was like good. It was good. It wasn't bad at all. I'm impressed with the performances, but it was weird. And it's one of those movies that you finish and you're like, okay, that had no point to it. You know, like I liked it, but I was like, there, it, it, yeah, that that was a movie that exists now. Oh my god, we Why? have the same opinion. We have the same yeah? opinion. Okay, yeah, thank I'm you. so thank god. everybody was like coming out of that film, kind of raving about it, or or you know, I. I, I it just didn't land for me, man. I thought it was good. No. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I watched it on a Friday night, and I should have just watched, like, Black Adam or something and, and detoxed differently because, you know what I mean? Like, you, you come, yeah. it's just one of those things where this film, it, it's very just kind of there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not describing I mean, it well. I feel like I, I, I went in one ear and out the other for me a little bit. Yeah. The movie felt so, like, British. It felt like <laughs> The Lobster. And I know The Lobster is technically a French movie, but, I mean, it's Colin Farrell again. It, it was just, it's a movie that a, something happens, and that was the movie. Like, okay, this happened. I remember I read the plot summary for it. It was like two lifelong friends. Uh, one of them breaks up the friendship, and there are dire consequences to this. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen? He cuts off his fingers? What? <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? Huh? Okay. W- weird. And I think the performance I was most impressed with was Barry Cogan. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. Him and uh, Brendan Gleeson, I was very... Brendan Gleeson was great. I think Barry Kogan, watching him play that character, I was like, I know how hard that character is to play and to make him so casually in the world and not very... Like, he didn't stand out all that much because he did so well in it, I think. Got you. That, that, that you know what I mean? Out, I guess, yeah. Because I was yeah. watching it going, okay, what's up with this kid? Like, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, I think he's like, is he on the spectrum? Is something's up? And they didn't know what it was back then. Obviously, they can't talk. They, they didn't know. And to play that so convincingly and to make this character likable and hateable and annoying at the same time was very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, it, his, his character is just it, very... Um it felt very sad that he sort of didn't get to win out in the end. Yeah. You know, it, that was definitely the bummer of the film. Honestly, that was kind of like the emotional thing I remember the most from the movie was just being really yeah. bummed that he just kind of didn't get his day. Um, mm-hmm. And the stuff between Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, I guess I just I didn't connect to or, or care about as much. Although, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I love In Bruges. Um, or I really like, I remember liking in Bruges, the other Martin McDonough movie with I haven't seen it. I need Colin to. Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. I don't know. I guess, I guess I just came in and came out and was utterly unaffected. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. I think it's a, a fine film. I can understand why people like it, but I just mm-hmm. didn't, it just, I didn't have anything to say about it and I didn't think about it too much afterwards. Yeah. Very well made. Cinematography was great. The locations are beautiful, I think. Yeah. There was, there's a lot to praise about that movie, but it just overall, it wasn't it. it yeah. It, just was, didn't, it, 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 it didn't hit. It didn't hit in the same it, way. Totally. I was, I was worried that that was going to win Best Picture. I, that was my gut instinct yeah. was that it was going to win. It felt like that. You know how they, it normally kind of goes for mm-hmm. that movie? It filled that sort of spot where it's like yeah it's well made enough it's got a good enough cast who does well with the performances it's palatable nobody's not liking it but it's yeah. just sort of there and i feel like those are the types of films that usually get the recognition and kind of take the the spotlight from the the everything everywhere all at once is of yeah. the year yeah um totally like yeah i mean but the fact that you know parasite winning a couple years ago this year going pretty well yep i think that's that bodes well for me still caring about a little bit about what the Oscars have to say. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. Moving on from that, let's talk about the, to me was the surprise. One of the surprises of the year, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. What a great movie. It really was. It was such a good movie. (laughs) I was so surprised. Was I, I feel like, I went into that movie expecting because if you rewatch Top Gun one, not it. It's not that good. It's no. really not. It's super sexist, which uh, bothers me. Like it's okay. He's such a misogynist piece of shit, and the only emotional connection I had to that movie is Goose. Yeah, he's a great character. You really like him. Genuinely, you really like him. And then when he dies, it means something. It matters. That that hits. And they did that on purpose. I mean, they wrote the most likable character, and then he died. Um, but Top Gun Maverick took 
the idea of Top Gun, and I think that's what it did. It didn't take like the plot of Top Gun. It took yeah the idea, the best parts of Top Gun, and made a sequel on it. And like Miles Teller being Goose's son, such a good idea. They look so similar too. That was shocking. And you get great jet fight scenes. The jet scenes were some of the best I've ever seen. Some of the best action and, you know, some of the best stuff I've ever seen on screen. I'll be real. Sound design was phenomenal. It was very well acted, surprisingly. Uh, It just, it was exactly what we wanted in the Top Gun sequel, plus some. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. It's just taking, I, I, yeah, exactly like you're saying, taking a film I didn't care about at all, no attachment to the first film, and then going in and just delivering on following up on that film and also just making really, really solid modern action, like some of the best, the best that I've seen that feels realistic. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between, I think, you know, like the VFX for, for Avatar uh, winning, like that makes sense, but that's yeah. spectacle. That's like two, that's, you know you're watching that work and it's there and it's loud and it's there to wow you because it's CG giant blue people in an alien planet with a yeah. bunch of water effects. Like that clearly is doing its thing. A film like this though is so masterful at taking like visual effects work and just stunt work and just filmmaking across the board and using those techniques to make it feel really real in a mm-hmm. way that I haven't seen in other action films, especially not with, like, jets. I mean, that's the thing that's so impressive about it. You know, you you have action films that feel realistic. You have, like, John Wick and stuff like that, but how often do you see, you know, the action sequences in a plane not sticking out with green screen or sticking out yep. and just feeling off? Because they yeah, always totally. have. I can't name a single movie that hasn't felt off. In those moments, in some way. And this was the first I've ever gone into and gone. They nailed that, and that's all I needed. But then all the other stuff is also pretty good, too. And uh, that's sort of the best you can expect out of a film that's... You know, it's not aiming for anything above just giving you a really good time. And it does yeah. that. Yeah. It, uh, and I think everyone came in expecting, this is going to be a good time. And it is a good time, plus some. Yeah. It's, it's a movie that had emotion, had a real emotion this time, unlike, you know first Top Gun. Uh, well, that had emotion, yeah, but Top Gun they even sucks. like kind of fly by Goose's death real quick. But the, the second movie is just built on Goose's death yep. and that idea and what he is going through after that. And it's the opening scene. What is so good, I guess the opening sequence of him like right. flying and, and going Mach 10, right? Or whatever. Oh, yeah, shoot. I don't remember. You don't remember? No, I mean, I remember it the sequence. So I don't remember if it was good. Mach 10 or Mach 9 or, or yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, but, but I think he was, like, gotten to 9 or whatever, and then he pushed it and crashed. Yeah. But very good scene, how they film that and how they do it. It's like, and then you get, okay, there's Maverick. There he yeah. is. He's back. We have this character. It's It was a great opening sequence. Um, I was very happy with the movie, Surprisingly, and I think w- the thing with filming jets is how how do you do it? Like, how would you do it other than CGI or filming jets? Like, the, you have two options: you film jets or you do it digitally. There's really nothing else you can do well, nowadays. The beauty of it is they 
they've found a way to blend the best of both elements. Like they, they did as much as they could practically mm-hmm. in a safe, you know, reasonable cost-wise way, and then filled in with what they couldn't do effects-wise. And it's just like yeah. that's so clearly the best way to make something look realistic and come Absolutely. off the right way. And, and that's exactly what they did. Like it's just mm-hmm. so it's just insanely impressive. And that's what they're doing with like the Mission Impossible movies too. And and it, pretty much anything Tom Cruise is touching. Yeah, right Tom now, Cruise like is really the pioneer. Yeah. Same with like Christopher Nolan. I think he's someone who has a lot of practical elements and then touches CGI on top of it to make the practical look even more real. Yeah. Because the practical effect, it's not real. It's happening, but it's not really happening. So you you often have to add digital uh, effects onto it to make it even better. And I think nowadays, I uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this. What do you think? Do you think it would be a good idea, bad idea, neutral to, for the Oscars, add a best practical effect? Because um, there's best I visual think... effects, best yeah. practical effects. Yeah, so, so I I'm honestly not sure if the visual effects category covers the the special effects as well, which is which covers like practical effects mm-hmm. and stunt or stunt work or, or any of that. Um, I'm not sure if it does. I I've never I looked don't into believe that. so. I, I know, yeah, because term, terminology wise, there's a difference between those two, but I don't know if the category is just using the term generally to cover it. Because if it is, then I, I those are two very different things, and. Um, I feel like some films are stronger at one than the other, and I, I would love to see that as a category. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, so many films nowadays are just kind of... Uh, or I feel like films are starting to relearn the lesson that you do need really strong special effects in addition to the visual effects, but I think because the digital age just brought about like the VFX super, you know, super quickly and you can do anything you want, some films didn't care about the synthesis between the two and just sort of said, oh, yeah, let's just lean on green screen and lean on the digital uh, filmmaking mm-hmm. and not <laughs> not actually focus on the fundamentals that have made films work for for yes. decades which so, is why those movies even in that time that time period why the movies that stand out to us to having really good visual effects is because they like we're making them with those in mind and yep. we're we're building something new we're taking their time and trying to make it as seamless as possible rather than totally i remember vividly watching narnia as a kid yeah and they like at one point they walk up on a mountain and they're like there's the enemy or something and you can see their shadows on the green screen yeah yeah and you're like come on like (laughs) you like i'm nine and i know how you did this right and then you watch lord of the rings even today i was gonna bring up lord of the rings it holds up it holds up it really holds up the only thing, and this is even picky, the only thing to me in The Lord of the Rings that doesn't hold up to what we have now is Gollum. No way. Yeah, I, ca- I kind of get which that. I would say, which which I would enough, say he doesn't hold up only because of what we now can do with motion capture. It was the true. first motion capture character, period. So for it to look that good, I'm st- it's amazing. I think Gollum is one of the best visual effects ever made. But... Yeah, it doesn't hold up to nowadays if they did it, or The Hobbit does it way better because they have the newer technology. That's fair. I was going to bring up, like, the look of Gollum, for sure. Like, take The Hobbit 1 where he shows up in that scene. Like, yeah, he looks visually better. But mm-hmm. people are still talking about the the visual effects in The Lord of the Rings, and I don't think people are really 
talking as much about The Hobbit or going to remember it as fondly yeah. decades from now because of like what we're saying where, you know, the or like the original trilogy using the blend of like filmmaking techniques and then the Hobbit trilogy kind of leaning way more so into the digital side without as yes. much of the things that made the Lord of the Rings work. But I, but taking a film like Top Gun, it just it know it knows what's up and it knows what it can do and how best to do it and you just feel that the entire movie, and it it bless you it just lets Thank the you, story like you know be the the icing on the cake on top of that. Yeah, to and the I, end, that final sequence when they're they're you know in the snow, uh, ready to fight yeah. off again and like finding another ship to get them out of there. It's that's gold. It's, it's yeah, so fun. It is. It's really good. I think. You know, I think nowadays we look at something like Lord of the Rings and what they did even then is what we're saying we should do now. They, whatever they could do practically, they did for real. If we can do it, let's do it. When we can't, we use visual effects. So, like, you can't make Gollum. Let's make him in visual effects. You can't make Sauron the same way. Like, let's do that. We have to do that. And that just builds the world so much better, which is why I think Top Gun Maverick was such great visual effects. I couldn't tell you where the special effect, where right. the uh, uh, where the CGI is. It looks so real. Absolutely, that's so, that's the point. Like yeah. you can't tell where it begins and ends because it's done mm-hmm. so masterfully. Yeah. You have to watch like behind the scenes documentaries to go. Oh, okay, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're just like, yeah, I'm literally just watching a plane do this right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I which, can't separate myself from reality of this yeah and to be fair they did i'm pretty sure correct me if i'm wrong they did a lot of the jet stuff for real they were really flying around jets they weren't doing all the crazy stuff but right they were flying around jets and there's no better reference than the thing than the real thing so when you're making those visual effects i bet it's easier at and not that it's easy but it's easier as a visual effects artist to look and you're like well i have a perfect reference right here yeah. Just give me that shot as reference and okay, done. It just becomes Yeah. Cause a goal of a, of a visual effects artist is trying to make something as realistic as possible. A- at least in that movie, in this case. Right, right. Yeah. So to film it for real is just the best reference to make it more realistic when you're not. Totally. And like you obviously can't have them fly like the death defying drop that they're actually doing yeah. in the film like they like people mm-hmm. would die so they can't not, have a guy spiral out of control <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like that's not that's not happening but but you believe it still because it's just just the right amount um yeah. okay so you said you saw women talking as well i did i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one because i actually think not a lot of people i not a lot of people have seen this movie i haven't been able to talk to many people yeah, my mom really wanted to see it, and we, we saw it on, I think it was on HBO or something, and we were like, all right, great, and we watched it, and I thought it was a really great movie. I really liked it, but to me, it fell victim to the very classic uh, play adaptation mm. in that it got boring because um, a movie is so much different than a play in the sense that when you're watching a play... You're watching actors. That's who you're watching. And that's it's limited to what is on stage. You have one point of view, so the dialogue has to do all of the carrying. A play is about dialogue. A movie is not all about dialogue. You could have a movie with no dialogue, and it, would, it can still be beautiful. Uh, so when you have a play that has a lot of dialogue and you make it into a movie, 
a lot of times it doesn't work the same way because the audience loses focus really quick. And you also have to integrate other things, and those things might work, but there's so much to follow. And movie audiences aren't in the same way prepared to do that as a theater audience. Like when, when, I, go to the mo when I go to a play, I know that I'm going to have to sit and pay attention because I could miss something. When I see a movie, I obviously am paying attention, but you can miss a line. Yeah. Not in a play. Uh, or maybe not. Uh, and so I think Women Talking was really, really good. Very well acted. It was brilliantly acted by all those women. Uh, but I think the movie overall fell victim to the uh, it got a little boring side of yeah. the play movie. Hmm. Like I hear fences, exactly. Like Fences. I, we talked mm. to this about with Eric, right? Yeah. Fences yeah, is a phenomenal play. Great movie. It's the movie is harder to watch than the play because it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like something else. Mm. I totally hear you. I, you know, I actually, I don't think I agree on this one, but I do. I, that was my primary concern starting the film. Yeah. Um, for me, it landed successfully uh, in that regard. I, I, and I, I think the reason why is because Anytime that I was almost there where it was like, ah, uh, they've been in the barn talking about this just a little bit too long, there'd be some element of like a flashback sequence or something happening outside of that setting that kept my interest going, added something new to the table, and made the conversation have a little more life. I definitely still see what you're yeah. saying, like symptoms, like it is a very dialogue heavy movie. It's called Women Talking. It is yeah. Women Talking. Yeah. Like it is super heavy on that. Um, and it definitely feels a lot more like a play than a lot of different movies. Like you, you can definitely feel that. Um, but I sit, take something like the whale, the whale for me felt a little more like blocked out and staged and one location. And it, it felt very trapped. That agree. film, totally this agree. film to me didn't have that same feeling because I, I just felt like they knew when and how to break it up. Yeah. And it also wasn't that long of a movie. It was only like an hour 45, mm -hmm. which that that just was perfect. Like it ended at the right time. Yeah. Uh, the content, like the, the content of the film itself was pretty engaging and moving. I don't think it was like the best film of the year by any means. I think the, yeah. the fact that it was super grayed out, like it was very colorless. I know that's intentional, but it, it, it made it kind of brutal to, to watch and not, I know it's intentional. Like it's supposed to be a brutal film. Like the subject matter is very brutal, mm -hmm. but it is not, it's not a pleasant movie at all. Yeah. I, and I think I agree with you a hundred percent. And I, I'm not saying that women talking was a bad movie by any no. means. I think it was yeah. a great movie. Yeah. I, you weren't accusing me of that, but um, I, I do think it, it was very dialogue heavy and like the whale, I think the whale is also based on a play. I don't know how much they lifted directly into the movie, but you're right. I don't think The Whale deserved to be nominated, but I do think Women Talking did. Hmm. I, I think that it was very well done. And you're right. It was short. It was the perfect amount of time. I was engaged. I followed everything. I really liked it. I loved the performances. It just, to me, wasn't the best movie of the year. Yeah. It, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm not... I didn't leave it going, oh, my God, everyone needs to watch that movie. Right. That was me with everything everywhere all at once. Right, right. You know what I mean? So when you have a movie like that in a year, 
that's the win that who's that's what stands out. Yeah. So I guess women talking just didn't stand out to me. I get that. And I honestly think like I definitely recommended it to my parents, but I mm-hmm. didn't go around and really recommend it to friends like I did everything everywhere or or after sun. Did you get a chance to see after sun? I did not. not. Okay, that was one that I understandably so wasn't nominated for best picture. The only nomination it got was for Paul Mescal as best actor. Yeah. That movie was that was up there. Uh, you know, other films yeah, I don't know. That film that film is really, really good. I, I don't want to okay. say anything. I you know, maybe we will get a chance to talk about it if you do end up watching it, but that was one that I was a little bit annoyed that it kind of didn't get as much recognition. Yeah. In the same way like the lighthouse a few years ago didn't really get Dude. recognition. We were so bummed. That was one so for me. Bummed. Where I was like, oh, so bummed. So bummed. That is um, that's still a, a crime. And I know that there's probably movies that I think that's another thing. Horror movies do not get the same attention. No. And this year, we talked about this. Literally, we talked about this with uh, Ryan. Horror movies, the, 2022 was the year of independent horror movies. There were yeah. really, really great movies that came out. Yeah. That does, uh, to not even... Barbarian. <laughs> I haven't seen Barbarian. Oh, no way. Okay. I've heard that's like the best one. But even Nope for me. Yeah. Really? It's like... So it's funny how we just kind of pick and choose. Like Jordan Peele made Get Out, and that was a phenomenal movie. And I don't think Nope is as good as Get Out. But to deserve nothing, no acknowledgement at the Oscars, what, because it's scary? It doesn't have a message to say like Get Out did? No. Neither did Banshees of Inisherin. Like, it didn't have anything to say. I felt like... the thing is, too, I like Nope because I felt like it did have a lot to say. I just don't yeah. think it hit me. I don't. I don't think it really hit me over the head with it. Yeah, I don't totally, know. I really totally. like that movie. I, really, I do too. That movie stuck with me. Very good movie. It was. It's the most original, like Alien movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It took. It took that idea of aliens and said, you know, what if they were today? And it's right. Like we'd be filming them. We'd be. How can we film yeah. this thing? And. Uh, very, very interesting. Shockingly scary. I wasn't ready for it to be as scary as it was. Really? Okay. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, you know, shitting myself scared, but, and the alien stuff wasn't all that scary. Right. The scary stuff was the chimp. What was the chimp's name? Really? Oh, uh, Gordo? Gordo. Gordy. 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 There we go. Gordy Gordy. the chimp. That, when, like, that's how the movie opens. And then when you see the scene and like, yeah, Jordan Peele is a very good director. He just knew how to make that scary. Like this is a yeah. wild animal. And I mean, when you rewatch Nope, that's what the movie is about: is wild animals, and they're wild animals. You can't, yeah, the alien truly tame it exactly. Right. You can't truly tame it. You can't truly film it. Even it's it's not. Yeah. yeah so I, I sh- the- Gordy was just. I was. I remember sitting there like, oh, my God, I can't believe... Because you've never seen that before. And especially going into this movie expecting aliens and you leave remembering the chimp that killed a bunch of people, you're like, that's funny. Yeah. Well, how, uh, very interesting. I love Nope. I loved it. Yeah. It felt to me like a movie that... I guess like it feels like a movie that has a lot to say and I'm just not picking up on all of it. Yeah. Like, I want to rewatch it again because I, I don't think Jordan Peele would have made a lot of the decisions he made or had the scenes that he had in there without like a super important purpose behind it. 
mm-hmm. and I just kind of I feel like I'm missing a lot of the point. Yeah, but I know I am. Like I still love the movie. I just feel like I need to I need to figure out more from it. I would uh, say I re rewatch it and think yeah. about how they treat animals. That's totally. That's the I think when because the first time I watched it, I was like, "What?" And then I watched a couple videos. I watched it again, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I get what they're trying to say." Hmm. And it's not as deep as Get Out, and it's definitely it's better than Us. I didn't like Us all that much. Sorry hmm. if that's a, but um, it it has something to say, and it's not all that in, important. But it's very interesting, and it's it's more of a take on Hollywood rather than society. So I just think I really loved it. Yeah, yeah. What what other movie? So what other movies did we uh, not cover? I I know we talked about Elvis a while ago. Yeah, I was the, I was really positive on it when I first saw it, and I think my opinion soured as the years gone on. I think quite a I'm, bit. I'm I'm inclined to agree. I haven't rewatched it since I saw it the first time, but I don't remember it as fondly as I did. I I remember watching it and thinking the movie was too, too fast when I wanted it to be slower and slow when I didn't really care, you know? Yeah. I think just the, the whole like arching story, they could have focused on other things and, uh, I still think that Austin Butler was phenomenal. I, I totally when it first came out, I remember like Austin Butler's gonna win, and then Brendan Fraser yeah. came in for the for the steal, and I you know that was a surprise to me because I remember being like Austin Butler was so good, and he's he was, but you know Elvis, what is that? Yeah, what do you think of Elvis? I don't really have anything else to say or add. I don't think. I think it's just kind of the things that wowed me when i first got out of the theater it, it was a really nice theater experience i thought it was fun in the in yeah. the movies uh and there was a lot going on and his performance was so good that it's just sort of like yeah and then you kind of walk away from it and you're like all right what's the film really saying not not really anything mm-hmm. not really anything much because because it's turning him yet again into like a legend like it's you're not i don't at least i don't think you're supposed to take it seriously as like a comment on his actual life because it's breezing past controversial stuff and totally. and it's like that's cool like so i'm supposed to okay i'm i'm taking him as a character and i'm not really taking this film too seriously then so all right then i'm having a fun time with it okay cool that was a cool enough experience then and i'm not going to think about it too much more because you're not if you're not taking like the heavy subject matter of his life as seriously then I'm not going to take the film seriously as biopic. I'm going to take it seriously as like a fun experience of, of music and performance and sound design and editing and like a flurry of random things being thrown at me. And it's like, Oh yeah, it's cool. It succeeds in that. In no way do I think it should have been nominated for best picture. Like that's kind of crazy to me actually. Really? That it was up there. Yeah. I mean like funny there. I don't know. There are a lot of, I I mean I like once again I saw a lot of movies this year and that was definitely not near like the top of the year by any stretch for me so I don't know even though if you go back and listen to the episode where we're talking about it I feel like we are very very positive on it yeah so there's stuff I, to like for sure it, there definitely absolutely. is a lot to like I do not think it's a bad movie at all I just now have a different opinion on it you know yeah yeah. I don't think it like stays with me as well. But uh-huh. um, did you end up watching like I don't know? I'm trying to think what other popular films uh, came uh, out before we 
glass did onion. Did you like glass onion? Did you see glass onion? I did. I saw it twice. Oh, right on. Uh, fan? I liked it. Okay. I, it was good. I mean, I, I don't think it deserved Beck's Picture nomination. I don't think it... I, I couldn't yeah. really think of what it deserves. I thought it was a really fun movie, a really good time. I'm really excited for what Ryan Johnson does next with that character. What a great... Uh, what a great character and performance from... Uh, sorry, Daniel... Um, Daniel Craig. Uh, Daniel Craig. Jeez, why did I not remember that? Uh, great performance. Really interesting. Uh, I'm excited for the next one. Was it the best movie I've ever seen? No. <laughs> is it better than Knives Out? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. It's different. I think it it's, is. It, I think it you is. You do. Okay. I do. You know what? Actually, I rewatched Knives Out. I wasn't even nearly as wowed the second time. The first time I remember watching Knives Out going, this is the most like new cutting edge mystery movie I've ever seen. And I stand by that. But on a rewatch, I'm like, eh. Yeah. But Glass Onion, I will say, it is more fun to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's one, when you understand everything, it, it becomes even more fun. Rather than Knives Out, when you understand everything, you're like, oh, well, oh, oh I just oh. know how where this is going. Right. And yeah. then the fun's kind of gone yes. from it a little bit. I just, I love Glass Onion. I, I honestly, like, I think... I think I liked it enough to be like one of my favorites of the year for sure. Great. I, I, I don't know. It, it was one of those that I just had so much fun with. I don't have anything totally. bad to say. That's it. Yeah, there's same. not much. There's not much more to it. It's just like I liked the movie. It was. Uh -huh. a, it was a damn good time. Yeah. I don't. Know. I think the acting was very, very good. I was very. Everyone was cast very well for the part that they were in, and yeah. It, it was very fitting. Some of the, like, symbolism and, um, I guess, metaphors kind of with each character was so on the nose. Like, I remember, oh, their masks, how they wear masks. It's also one of the only movies that actually addressed COVID. Yeah, yeah, See, totally. It's one of the only ones. And um, Ethan Hawke just casually being like, That oh, was good. the funniest thing. <laughs> Why was he in that movie? <laughs> I loved it so much. He showed up and I was like, "What?" And then what? he disappeared. And I was like, "Where <laughs> did he go?" That's Ethan <laughs> Hawke. Um, so funny. But like the characters and how they wear masks was sim symbolizing them. So like uh, the detective Benoit uh, Blanc. Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Yeah, I got it. I, I just needed a second. Ooh. Yeah, no, you're good. Benoit Blanc that wears a mask that like perfectly matches his outfit, yeah. and he's wearing it properly, and he looks good. The scientist guy played by, played by Leslie Odom Jr. is wearing the I-95 because he knows it's the best one. The politician girl is wearing one, but it just keeps slipping and because she, she doesn't yeah. really care. She's doing it because it, it, she needs to. Yeah. The, uh, the Kate Winslet character, I love her in this movie. Oh, Kate Hudson? Kate Hudson, not Winslet. Yeah, Kate yeah. Hudson is wearing the mesh mask oh, that's like you're so like you you're not <laughs> you just don't get it like that idea that you're just that stupid you don't get it and Did then dave bautista not wearing one it, yeah. like, it really is a perfect symbolism but i also understood it when i saw it it wasn't something i needed to be right spelled out for me i got it and i was like that's interesting cool yeah. it, you know did you really think that a sweatshop sold sweatpants? I can't. <laughs> that was so funny. And in the in the age of like wokeness that we have nowadays in these movies, it was a it was such a just fun play. 
with, you know, modern yeah. society, modern celebrities, rich people, all this idea of the most successful people yeah. are all just shitheads. Some of them oh are better God. than others. It's I, I liked it. You're right. You're I making me like realize it. we completely missed one of the best picture ones. Tri- Which one? Triangle of Sadness. Did you, Haven't did you seen end it. up seeing that? Have not okay. seen it. Yeah, that same theme, same same yada yada. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So well, I think, honestly, I think uh, we what a, about time. The clock just rang. Connor, what what time the is clock it? Just bong, bong, Dong. bong. Quick takes. <laughs> 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 what on earth was that? I hope my mic picked that up. Um. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Quick takes, quick takes, everybody loves the quick takes. It's quick takes with Connor and Vince. Yeah. Wow. Woo. You know what, guys? Welcome to Quick Takes. This is the awesome. part of our show. Yeah, that was the worst one yet. No, it was uh, great. <laughs> that was, that uh, was welcome really to Quick fun. Takes. This is the part of our show. It's the end of our show where we um, give you a give take. You a take, and you take it quickly. Absolutely, Vince. What's your quick take? My quick take today is um, two of them. Two of them. Uh, one yeah. is. Uh, okay, I I was listening to this song, I'll Take You There, by the Staple Singers, and it made yeah. me realize that there are some songs where the song itself, you know, I think it's fine, like, I, I like it, I like that song, but there's like a, maybe like a two, I don't know how many bars, let's say, let's say like a 16 bar, just little phrase in the song, played on the bass, and it gets me every time, you know? So I'll play that song over and over the over again just to get to that spot like a minute 15 seconds in where the bass just comes in and it just plays like one of those one of those bits that i just like oh my god that that takes me there you know and there's a couple other songs you there it takes me there like that like just that little slice and i'm thinking like there's a section of all along the watchtower yeah in Jimi hendrix's solo yep and it's about the same length and every single time i get to that part of the song i just like it's euphoric because yep that bit just takes me there. Totally. I'm wondering, my quick take is that. Uh, what, do you have any sections like that that pop out to you where, like, maybe the song, like, you like, but that bit, like, just takes you there? Mm. Yes. Uh, the one I can think of off the top of my head is uh, The Sound of Silence, the Disturbed cover, specifically, mm. which I, I think I might have given this as a quick take before. If not, this is a bonus take. I think... That is one of the rare instances of a cover being better than the original. I think the disturbed version of Sound of Silence is better than the original just because of how they added to it. But the part where he just like starts growling in his voice, it you think like, oh, this metal singer, how can he interpret this song? And how he does is just so great. And he is like lying silent raindrops fail it's like how he does <laughs> yeah. that line is so good yeah i would say that one but that's a great song so yeah. um i don't know there's a ton there's a ton uh oh uh ah, dang maybe i'm trying to maybe led zeppelin because they have long songs <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's like that's that's one where i'm like oh there's bits there's like a part in a um when the levee breaks I think the first yes. time they drop in the uh, yes the you're you know what I'm talking right. about the first yep. time that that comes in you're like yep. holy holy crap that was cool or uh, the uh, I, the end of Stairway to Heaven the guitar solo into the end I think is mm. uh, and obviously that's one of the best songs ever written 
And I've talked about how much I love that album, Led Zeppelin yeah. 4. But like the beginning of Stairway is very simple. And then it hits the solo and the solo is so good. And then that that verse right after, and as we wind on down the road, you're like, oh my God, this is so great. This is why this yeah. song is this good. This part is why it's great. Right. So I'll right. say that. Yeah. Yeah. The Hotel California solo at the end too. Yeah. Is another yep. one. Well, oh, that whole guitar- song. Well, okay, that song's amazing. Yeah. So but also like that doesn't count, but but like Freebird. Yeah. The solo like is like that solo. you're watching the best. You listen that's to the, the song best guitar solo. Yeah. yeah. You listen yeah. to the song for the solo. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm I guess with like the, uh, the I'll take you there that bass part, it is literally just like a the same phrase probably four to eight bars repeated twice and that's it it yeah. never comes up again in the entire song it just comes in just that once out of nowhere yeah and it's just awesome and i yeah. would listen to a whole song built around that but it's that that's it that's all you get i think in that vein when i think mac miller when he did a uh the uh library performance what was those on um on uh oh, oh shoot. shoot i don't know Oh, it's on the, uh, it's, uh, on, oh no, it's like a news source. It's really good, but it's, uh, people will know what I'm talking about. And Thundercat is playing with him. And there's that one section where he's like, you didn't understand why you needed the most. And like Thundercat just goes ham for literally three, four beats. And you're like, that was the best part of the song. Even the yeah. band just goes, oh, like they, they <laughs> all knew that that was the best yeah. part. So like that, I think bass players get that advantage a lot. Bass players and drummers, or uh, in the air tonight, like Phil Collins, the the drum oh, yeah. part. <laughs> it's it's that. So I think yeah, guitar solos obviously are gonna do that, but yeah, bass yeah. and drums get when they really hit, they hit. Like oh man, yeah. yeah. My other my other quick take was um. We there's a podcast. The only podcast I listen to regularly, uh, like very, I never miss an episode if I've seen the movie. It's the only podcast about movies. I just wanted to give them a shout out for anybody listening because they um, read one of my emails and gave us a little shout out and gave us some advice on the air. Yeah, I was, thank I was you very so appreciative much, of that. Guys. But they did really in depth, um, both end of year like 2022 episodes and Oscar episodes. So if you're looking for more. On that, I recommend listening to their apps. They they go really in depth on totally. a lot of the movies, and they obviously cover like all, they cover movie a movie every week. So if there's any that you're interested mm-hmm. in listening to, they they do that very um, extensively. So I recommend them quite highly. They're they're great. But um, all right, Connor, yeah. what's your what's your quick take? I'll make my quick take very quick. I and I talked. We talked to this with um. Uh, forget it was it right whatever be uh be nice be yeah. nice i know that's like a weird like yeah no shit but i right now got another gig outside of what i'm doing right now because i had a good connection with this person and they gave me a direct recommendation and i booked it it was like yeah it's like it's not that i'm, I'm trying to say oh look at me i did this but it just having a nice relationship with someone and showing off your talents while maintaining a healthy relationship and a real relationship with someone just real, not a, yeah. yeah, you don't have to be best friends, but a real, just be a good person that goes so far every totally. time. Yeah. I have been asked. I've been asked. People have asked. It's always happened. Uh, 
people will ask you and ask other people about you or about someone else. I've been asked, what do you think of this person? By a professional really asking about their this person because they want to cast them. And they're like, what do you think? Me, me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I'll give them the truth. I'll, you know, I'll just, you have to, but just be a good person. Because that, when we talked about this, when people like you, they root for you, they want you to succeed. So that's always yeah. going to go far. And I, that's just a lesson that I've learned within these last days. And I'm really seeing come to fruition. Hell it, yeah. So yeah, just be a good person. That's my quick take. I think that's awesome. I didn't quite realize that that's how you landed the gig, and I think that yeah, that's man. beautiful. That's, yeah, uh, man. That's amazing. I have another quick take. I know, I know I'm not supposed to give too many, but you Hit said it. be a nice person. Uh, I, I said that I was really happy with the Oscar results this year. I have one I have one amendment to that. Oop. I went I went to the theaters, and I watched all the, um, the live-action shorts and the animated shorts nominated this year. Okay. Okay? Not the documentary shorts, just the, yeah. you know. And, uh, okay, so I saw all of them. I liked all of them to a certain extent. There were some I liked more than others. Really happy that, that Irish Goodbye one. I thought that that okay. was a better Banshees of Inishirin condensed into a shorter movie. Wow. However, the animated short that won, I, I hated it. I hated it so oh, much. Okay. And it won Best Animated Short. And it was up against really solid, great animated shorts. And the Boy, The Mole, The and Fox, it, and The Horse? Oh, Yeah. Dude, this this movie was my nightmare. It was like wow. it was forty minutes long. Oh, the animation wasn't bad, obviously. Like the yeah, animation yeah. was nice. Uh, it was an Apple original, good cast. You know, okay. I'm sure the per- people behind it loved what they were doing, and I'm not trying to shit on them, but it just didn't like it didn't land for me at all because it felt like every moment was just sort of like this Hallmark card setup for a lesson for a lesson for this really like bland little kid who's mm. just the most basic like. Christopher Robin, but blander, like just vanilla paste, just nothing going on. Right. Okay. And he's walking through the woods and he's lost. And there are moments where like the mole goes, little boys like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the kid's like kind. And then it just stays like silent for 20 seconds. And then they go and do something else. And I'm like, no kid, that doesn't mean anything lesson wise to a kid watching that. They're not, I, you know, like that just doesn't what, or uh, Mm -hmm. to spoil the ending, the horse is like, they meet the horse at the end and they've only known the horse for two minutes. And the horse is like, there's something I haven't been telling you guys. I can fly. And then these wings just like pop out. And then they're like, that's because, you know, you, if you believe in yourself, little boy, you can do whatever you want. And then they all get on the horse's back and fly away. Lesson learned. What lesson? I don't know. Yeah. It it was, it was just, ugh, it pissed me off. Okay. I had to say that. Well, that brings me to one of what I think is one of the best animated movies ever for children, especially <gasps> and for adults. Puss in Boots Two. How it didn't win best animated? It's not what I was going to say. It is not what I was going to say. But how it did not win best animated picture? Oh. Shame for shame. It okay, is so you saw it. So good. Yes, I oh, saw that one. Yes. Puss in it's Boots so Two. So good. Is maybe it's up there with Shrek One. And yeah. two, it, it's yeah. that good. It is oh, that yeah. good. Everyone knows that now. Like Puss in Boots Two is really good. I right. cannot stress enough how actually good it is. Watch this movie. People. Watch the I movie. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you've never seen a Shrek movie. Yeah. Just watch Puss in Boots Two. It's it's yeah. insane. Okay, but other quick take for me. Oh, okay, what I okay. think is one of the best uh, animated movies and children movies that 
adults can watch is The Little Prince. I don't know if we've talked about The Little Prince. I'd, I've I'm, never heard of The Little Prince. What? Vince. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm glad I finally have one that Vince hasn't seen. Vince, you need. it's on Netflix. I'm not okay. kidding. It's one of the best animated movies. You watch it, and you, you as an adult, will go, oh, my God, I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. Okay. It is so good, and I won't spoil it now, but it is so good. It is so good. It's based off a book, and it's not the book. It is, it's something totally different. I, I can't even explain it without spoiling it. Watch the movie. It's, it's a 10 out of 10 movie, in my opinion. Okay, damn. All well, right. you guys got some bonus quick takes today. Be grateful. Quite a Be lot of grateful. them. Be grateful. Yeah, now I wish we would almost would have brought up Puss in Boots earlier because I, yeah, I, I forgot know, that that was one. Yeah. We'll talk about mm, it next good. episode. Mm. We, we have to. Sure, yes. Hey, yes. email us at oncerevedpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we didn't plug that earlier. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. You won't. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Goodbye. All right, and uh, goodbye.